Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Well, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and welcome back to another edition of the nerd cave retro show and my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond and here we are again take two uh, <laughs> so we've had some problems tonight we got about halfway through the episode and um, there's been some storms that have rolled through and uh, my computer locked up halfway through the show and uh, lost everything we did so <sighs> here we are for the second time it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, we figured out how to solve world hunger, mm-hmm. um, all the issues overseas, all mm-hmm. the issues here. Like, we figured all of it out, and now it's gone. World hunger, we solved it. Yeah. It was actually quite easy, but, you know, yeah. it's not documented, and I, I have the memory of, you know, yeah. a really a person with really bad memory, so <laughs> I don't, it's, yeah, it's I don't so bad I can't even think of anything to compare it to. <laughs> Uh, so with that being said, um, we're just going to do the news tonight and we're going to skip this month of video game history and save it for next week. And we'll go straight from news into our, uh, review for tonight. And, uh, so Derek, is there anything you want to tell the people before we, uh, we roll into the news tonight? Um, I've got a couple of things I've got to plug, but we'll save it for the end. Okay. Yeah. I got something to plug too. So we'll, we'll save it. And, um, We're going to roll into the news. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh, This is from USA Today, which actually you can probably just pretty much find it anywhere on the Internet right now. Uh, Netflix presses start on Cuphead animated TV series based on the video game. Cuphead is making the move to Netflix. The acclaimed side-scrolling video game Cuphead, inspired by cartoon classics of the 30s, will become an animated Netflix TV series called The Cuphead Show. Uh, Like the video game, the TV comedy will star Cuphead and his brother Mugman. In the game, they have made a deal with the devil and must do his bidding. So I am, we, we both have played Cuphead and, uh, we've both marveled at the difficulty of the game, but I'm kind of excited for the, the TV show. Cause I like that animation style and, and that's what I hope they keep it as. It's going to be awesome if they do, because it just harkens back to those old cartoons from, you know, the early Looney Tunes, early Disney, you know, various shows like that. Yeah. And I, I personally love the game. It's just frustratingly hard to beat. And I have like it any on, aspect. I have it on the easiest difficulty, and I'm still having problems. And I'm from the the Mega Man world, the Ninja Gaiden world, and I still have problems with this game. It's one of those things that it's bordering on the level of you want to keep playing, but once mm-hmm. you get to a certain point, you just get angry and you know, put put the switch down and it's like, I'll try again later. Yeah. But that it's... being said, I'm I'm actually really excited for the show because I think the premise of the game would make for a great series. Oh yeah. And if they keep that animation style and get some good voice acting behind it, 
I think it could be a really big hit because you don't see that style of animation anymore. No. You know, you see the the Pixar style CG animation with pretty much any type of cartoon. But if they bring back that old hand-drawn style, I think it can be it can be really really good. And I think, you know, like I said the the storyline if they just follow the game yeah. would be great. So I'm I'm personally really excited for it. Well, Netflix knocked it out of the park with uh with Castlevania. So I have 100% uh, you know, trust that Netflix is going to do well with this one too. Um they said on here, where was it? Um who's going to be working on it? I just read it a second ago. Now I can't find it. Um I'm not seeing anything about a release date. No, no release date yet. Um I will produce the series with Dave Wasson, who did the Mickey Mouse shorts, and Cosmo Segerson, who did Rocco's Modern Life, Static Kling, who is also executive producing. Which I think the Rocco's Modern Life movie is going to be on Netflix as well. Okay. Because it was supposed to be on Nickelodeon, um, I think, last year. But it just, I, there hasn't been any news about that in a long time. And then I no. randomly read something that they're talking about putting it on Netflix, which mm. I think is the better platform for it because yeah. Rocco was always a little more adult. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it would quite fit. I mean, if they do it right, I don't know that it would fit with today's Nickelodeon. And I think you're more likely to find those who grew up watching Rocco who are subscribed to Netflix than currently watching Nickelodeon. Like, I would be more likely to watch it if I found out, oh, it's on Netflix, and I would just go watch it on my own time rather than have to sit at my TV at a certain time yeah. and watch it or, or make it a point to record it. So exactly. I, I think if it's on Netflix, it's a much better option. I agree. Next up, our story comes to us from Forbes.com. Nike partners with Nintendo to create beautiful limited edition N64 Air Max sneakers. uh, Nike's latest sneaker announcement could offer the perfect pairing for gamers as the company announced its most recent collaboration with Nintendo, celebrating the iconic N64 console. At first glance, the new design's influences are far from easy to identify without a closer look, and even then you might need a tip-off. A pair of sneakers is predominantly gray, drawing on the N64's controller's uh, color scheme. Pops of color add understated but truly beautiful depth. The lower borders of the shoe have blue and green wraparound stripes for the A and B buttons, respectively, while the air bubbles themselves mimic the yellow of the C buttons, and on the tongue you see a start button with a reset button on the other shoe. So... It's not a terrible design, but I think it's way too subtle. Like yeah. at first glance, you can't tell at all that it has anything to do with the N64. And then you see the power and reset buttons on the tongue. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, well, clearly it has something to do with games. But, you know, I get the the blue and the green stripe on the side and on the front. But it, it doesn't, it's not like the classic Nintendo vans where it's clearly a Nintendo product. Yeah, the, I this love This would pretty much fans. have to be told. Yeah, if you uh, if anybody looks on this article, it's actually on Forbes.com. On the article itself, it has the uh, the Nintendo line of vans that were released in 2016, and the ones with the actual Nintendo controllers on it are awesome. Yeah, I have the low top version of the, and it's funny because we on Saturday, you know, weather pending, um, we're actually having an 80s night 
out here at the stadium. And I'm thinking that I'm probably going to wear my Nintendo Vans. Yes. <laughs> okay. But no, they're they're pair. pretty cool. Yeah, I got to get me a pair. I got to find a, a pair of those uh, Nintendo controller Vans. I think that's going to be my Christmas present to myself. You can probably find them on Amazon. I know they're not sold in stores anymore because yeah. the, the thing with Vans is once they sell out of their product, you're not going to find it in stores anymore. You yeah. have to go online. And even then, it can be a little difficult. You know, during take one, I was talking about the um, the thing that I missed from that lineup was not actually any of the shoes. It was the Hawaiian shirt that was modeled after the original Donkey Kong. It was a black shirt with purple palm trees and Donkey Kong all over it. I think you need and to track that shirt down because, like I was saying, like that is a total Derek fashion accessory. If I were to find it, I would have to wear it every video show we would do. <laughs> that would have to be my trademark. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, and for our last story tonight, this is actually from rockpapershotgun.com. Sega and Amplitude want you to pick two of five free Mega Drive games to keep. What 4X strategy games have to do with old Sega Mega Drive games or the Genesis? Um... Amplitude Studios of the Endless series are giving away a stack of old Sega stuff on their Games Together page this weekend. You'll have to sign up on their site and have the games automatically redeemed to your Steam account, but you can pick up two of these five for free from now until July 11th. Echo the Tides of Time, Bonanza Brothers, Biohazard Battle, Rystar, and Fatal Labyrinth. They're all played through the fancy 3D Sega Mega Drive Classics Hub, uh, and you can look at some of the uh, the videos they have here in the article itself. Um, if you want to go to the site, it is... Let me click on the link here. Um, just go to gamestogether.com. Uh, and that's games, the number two, and then G-E-T-H-E-R.com to sign up and get your free Genesis games. I think that's a pretty awesome promotion that they're doing. It I mean, is. anytime you offer free games and you know rice star is one that i would be curious to play it's the only one that i really know i mean i've heard of the echo games yeah but that and rice star are the only ones that i've ever heard of so yeah, if i, I had those... Steam and i was to do that those would probably be the two that i would get but yeah, I think either so. way I, I think it's a cool promotion this biohazard battle uh looks pretty cool it's a side-scrolling shoot 'em up uh, as bizarre setting and player ships uh, control one of four bioengineered space creatures sent down to clear out a post-apocalyptic planet overrun by Geiger-inspired mutant beasties. Now that is right up my alley. That actually sounds really cool. It does. I dig it. But um, and I think that's going to do it for uh, the news for this week. So we're going to go ahead and, um, like I said, we're going to skip this month in video game history, but that's okay. We'll have it again next week. Um, but we're going to go ahead and go into our review for tonight. What do you say, Mr. Derek Diamond? I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's 
Star Wars Episode One Racer is a racing video game based on the pod racing sequence featured in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, features all of the ra- racers and race courses on Tatooine featured in The Phantom Menace. It also adds several new courses, some on Tatooine and others on various planets. Several single-player modes, including a tournament mode, are available for play. It also features multiplayer, the format of which varies by platform. Jake Lloyd and Lewis McLeod, who portrayed Anakin Skywalker and Sebulba in The Phantom Menace, reprise their roles in the game. Um, So I picked this up the other day. This was actually the first game that I owned for my own Nintendo 64. Like, I, I played my brother's Nintendo 64 uh, back in the 90s, but then I actually got my own right after when this was released because this was the pack-in game for the Nintendo 64 that I bought and was released uh, on May 18th of 1999. So I think it was actually for my birthday that I got the Nintendo 64 that year, which my birthday was the 28th of May. And uh, this was the N64 I picked up, and it had a really cool box to it. Uh, it had, you know, Star Wars Episode One Racer like box and all kind of stuff. So I was really excited when I picked up this this console. And uh, this was the only game I had for you know the first couple of weeks that I had it. So I played the absolute crap out of this game back then, and I really liked it. I, I loved playing this game back then. Um, so I picked it up the other day. Uh, like I said, I was in Birmingham visiting my brother for the 4th. Picked up a couple of games while I was up there at some different re- uh, retro gaming shops. Picked this up for about 6 bucks uh, at a retro game store, which I think is a pretty good price for this game. Especially for the fun factor of it, because this game actually holds up really, really well. Um, I was surprised at how well this game works with the controller. Um, they did a really good job utilizing the N64 controller for the controls of this game. And I was really blown away by how well the game still held up. I mean, as far as the controls, the, the music, the music, the music is fantastic. Of course, it's the, you know, it's the John Williams score from, uh, the Phantom Menace and, uh, the pod racing sequence. And of course, like you heard, uh, Duel of the Fates, uh, is in here. The voice actors come back. And I'm not necessarily a fan of episode one. There's a lot that I like about it, but there's a lot that I don't like about it. The pod racing sequence is actually one of the parts I actually like about the movie. And the game does a really great job of capturing the feel of that, um, you know, that sequence of the movie. Um, any Any questions thus far? It's funny that you brought this game up because looking at the release date, I think this came out either right before or right after The Phantom Menace came out in theaters. I think The Phantom Menace actually came out. Let me look that up real quick because I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. Because it would have been 99. Now. Yeah, it was It was only a few days after this. That Okay. Um, uh, let me open up a new window here. Let me look up... Um, because I, I have very vague memories of this game because, you know, back then, anything that was Star Wars related when it came to games or, you know, books or anything like that, I had to have my hands on it because that's how into Star Wars I was. Uh, it was I released, played this game. Oh, go ahead. It was released on May 19th, so a day after this game came out. That's damn near perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But no, um, I have 
some vague memories of playing this game. I definitely have. It wasn't one that I owned. I remember playing it, you know, at a friend's house um, around that time. And I remember having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You and know, it, it's one of those that it has, you feel like you're, you're in the pod when exactly. you're pod racing, which I think is really cool. And that's the thing about the game. You know, I, like I had forgotten a lot about this game. Like I still remembered the courses. Like I, it was weird. I started playing this the other night after I cleaned it and I got really into the game um, because the, it, it, there's so much to it. Like every time you win a race, you know, you have to place in the top three, uh, you finish a race and you get what's called Trugits, um, which is the, the currency. And you can you spend those to upgrade your pod racer. And you have a, a choice of three different pod racers. You, um, all the racers are actually in the game, like Sebulba and all those. All, everyone you saw in the movie is actually racing against you. And you can mm-hmm. play one of three different racers. And, of course, one of them is Anakin. And the other two was I was going to write them down, and I forgot to. Uh, and I don't remember the names. It's, you know, those crazy Star Wars names, <laughs> the other two guys. But... Um, but you can upgrade, you know, buy parts um, that you can upgrade uh, as far as like steering, uh, you know, your repulsor lift so you can uh, handle corners better. Um, you're able to do repairs on your uh, pod while, while you're racing. If you get damaged, you can actually hit like the right shoulder button and it'll, you know, shut down your whichever uh whichever one of your repulsors or your rockets is damaged and you can um, repair it. So you can actually upgrade your ability to repair all that type of stuff. And each time you win a race, you get money and you upgrade your, um, your pod. So that's the amount of detail that was put into this game is really good. Like, and one of the things actually made me laugh, is um in between the races, like after you race and you're looking at the stat screen, is actually the guy that um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Watto, <laughs> Watto mm-hmm. is actually like uh, humming the um the cantina theme. Like you're sitting there looking at your stats oh, and you awesome. hear him in the background going, and like it made me laugh. I was like, that's like a nice little touch, you know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. Now, and going back to what you had mentioned about episode one, I do think that movie gets a little bit too much flack. I mean, it has its flaws for sure. Yeah. But I would take episode one over episode two any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Easy. And I wouldn't think twice about it. Like episode two, I can't go back and watch. I think my it's biggest rough. problem with episode one is not what everybody else is like. I don't care about... Uh, um. What's his name? Uh, see, I don't even care enough about him to remember his name. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Like, that doesn't bother me. I think the thing that bothered me the most, I wasn't a fan of the editing of the film, and I don't like the cleanliness of the film. Like, even on Tatooine, everything felt too clean and polished. It didn't have that dirtiness that the original, like, episode four, A New Hope had. You know, like, when you're on Tatooine. Even... Empire, like when they're in Jabba's palace, like everything just felt like things were dirty and gross and just like the entire planet is just like this arid junkyard, you know, like everything just seemed gross. But then in episode one, everything just felt too clean and 
I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing that bothers me about that movie. Yeah, thinking about it, I, I definitely see it. I mean, all, all three of the prequels have that same problem, is that they just look too clean. And, like, even Jake Especially Lloyd didn't even me. bother me in that movie. Like, you know, Anakin's a little kid. He acted like a little kid in that movie. Yeah. Like, I get it. If it was my choice, I, I I wouldn't have had Anakin start out that young. I would have had him already be um, Hayden Christensen's age in the first movie. Um, you know, too old to be to learn to be a Jedi, you know, like that sort of like kind of a mirror Luke, you know? Yeah. But I didn't write it, so it's not my place to say, <laughs> but that's yeah. what I would have done. But like I said, I did like the pod racing scene and this game captures it really well. And I was surprised at how well the game holds up uh, graphics wise, the the way that it handles the, the amount of detail in the game to upgrade your pod um, the different, you know, aesthetics of each race, like each planet that you go to and the different, uh, arenas that you're, you're in. I mean, each track is way different than the last one. And I'm going to say this, uh, I, everybody knows that has listened to this show knows that I'm a sucker for a good racing game. And this is still up there <laughs> as a really good racing game to this day. Like I had a lot of fun playing this and I'm still going to continue to play it because it's great. It's really probably, you know, I've never played Diddy Kong racing. You talked about that last week and that was also on the N64. I, and you had such high praise for that game. I, I'd love to play it, but I think you would love this game too. This is definitely one of the highlights of the Nintendo 64 um, as far as racing games go. And Star Wars games. I mean, this is up there was one of the, I think, one of the best Star Wars games that you can play. I definitely need to check it out again because it's been so long since I've played it. You know, at least since high school. Yeah. And it's one that I haven't thought too much about, but even looking at the reviews that it got back in the day, it for the most part got pretty high praise. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, it was met with positive to average reception. Game rankings rankings gave it a score of seventy five point seven eight. Um, let's see. GMR rated Episode One Racer the fifth best Star Wars game of all time. Uh, in 2015, PC Gamer listed it third in a list of top Star Wars games. Third, wow. That was just a few years ago. Um, uh, that same year, it placed 10th in Rock, Paper, Shotgun's top Star Wars games list in Game Informer's 2016 list of the 30 best Star Wars video games. Uh, it ranked 11th. Um, let's see. WatchMojo.com ranked it as an honorable mention in their top 10 Star Wars video game list. And as of 2011, the game holds the Guinness record for being the best-selling sci-fi racing game, having worldwide sales of 3.12 million, beating other series like Wipeout and F-Zero. That's, that's pretty high praise. You know, and it's funny you mentioned WatchMojo because I love watching their list videos. Yeah. And even getting on the honorable mention is is worth noting. And that's the thing. I mean, that was just, what, uh, a couple of years ago um, yeah. that was done. So, I mean, that should tell you that this game really does hold up. I mean, what doesn't matter what you feel about Episode 1, whether you love the movie or hate the movie. It doesn't matter. The game is great. I really want to play this again now. You need to. I, I need to. I think once once we get to the off season, 
because I've got a list of games that I need to at least try out, and th this is going to be added to it. You yeah. know, like I said, I, I played it a long time ago, but honestly, it's been so long that it would be like playing a brand new game for me. Yeah, like I said, this was actually a pack-in game for the uh, N64 and 1999. And I completely forgot about that. So this game is a dime a dozen. It's not like it's hard to find. Like I went, I was at that retro shop, and there were literally about six copies sitting there, and they're not expensive. Like I said, it was six dollars to uh, for an almost perfect copy of the game, and I'm completely happy with my purchase. I mean, you can't. You can't buy that much uh, entertainment for six bucks these days, and I'm going to be playing this game a lot. And I would love to play it two-player because it does have a split-screen mode. Maybe we'll have to do that when baseball season's over. Absolutely. I would. We should do that and, and stream it. We should. But no, I, no, I like highly recommend idea. it, man. I mean, like I said, this was, I love a good racing game. If you love racing games, this is definitely one that needs to be in the collection, especially even if you're not really a racing fan, it's a cool game to have on the shelf. You know, like the artwork is nice, um, especially if you're an N64 collector. This is definitely one of the better games for the N64, I think. Definitely in the top, probably top 10 best N64 games. I dig it. That's so awesome. I give it uh, as I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine out of ten. Two weeks in a row, two high praises for racing games for the N64. Absolutely. So if you if you come across a copy of it, pick it up. It's definitely worth it. I had a lot of fun playing, and like I said, there's a lot of customization. And no matter what what you feel about episode one, I don't care. The game is good. I like it. Awesome. Um, well, that is our review for uh, Episode 1 Racer. So, Derek, you said you had a couple of things you wanted to tell everybody about before we get out of here tonight. Yes, yeah, so we've been mentioning we're going to do a wrestling debate show, you know, sometime you know, sometime soon on the show. Mm -hmm. And we already got one email, so, so you guys need to step up, get us I, your I emails. I saw that. So, random story, late... Well, I'd say it was about two weeks ago, and I can't believe I forgot to mention it. So our vice president of sales uh, calls you know, up to our office. I answer the phone, and he said, hey, do you guys know anything about WWE? <laughs> and I'm the one that answered the phone. I was like, I know a little bit about it. Why do you ask? He said, well, they're, um, one of their uh, higher-ups in corporate wants to work with us. Really? And we're... Uh, <laughs> And I'm going to be on a conference call with them at 10. And this was at like 9.55. I said, I'll be right down. <laughs> so I grabbed a notebook, went down to his office. And on Thursday, we're going to be doing a WWE night. Dude, that's awesome. So the thing that's unfortunate is we're not going to be able to have any wrestlers out because, you know, they're out traveling and they're not. They've got a show coming up here in a couple of weeks, but it's not till I think a week from Sunday. I think but, you should look into getting Roman Reigns since he's from your neck of the woods. He's actually going to be recording a video that we're going to play on our video board ah, um, at some cool. point during the game. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I haven't quite decided um, who from my um, my place of employment that I'm going to choose to hit with a steel chair yet. <laughs> but... but uh, it's funny because we're, God, 
this made me so angry, but we're sitting in our in one of our meetings today, and you know our our VP of sales mentioned that the contract from them came in, so we're all good to go. And then another person said, "Oh, are they going to throw tables at somebody?" <laughs> I said, "Look, you don't throw tables; you put people through them." Yeah, get it right. But no, we'll we'll have we'll do some fun stuff like we'll probably take our player headshots and replace them like with wrestler costumes and I'll pick the worst wrestler themes that I can find (laughs) and have the opposing players walk up to them. Yes. So we'll, we'll we'll have, we'll have some fun with it. And then Saturday we're doing eighties night. Oh yeah. I know one thing we're going to do, I'm going to bring my NES classic and we're going to hook it up to a table um, down on the concourse. And we're going to do like a, either a Pac-Man or a Galaga high score challenge. And then we'll have other 80s theme type stuff. And let's see, as far as other things go, um, wish I lived I'm closer. Actually, I'd be hanging out with you doing that stuff. <laughs> what's up? I said, I wish I lived, wish I lived closer to you. I'd be hanging out, uh, doing all that stuff with you guys. No, it's, it's going to be, you know, the weather is going to be interesting, but hopefully it doesn't, intrude on the fun stuff that yeah. we're going to do um, other than that i've actually i've got one interview in the can for the upcoming return of the Derek diamond experience and as we're recording this it is 8 18 p.m central time and i've got an interview i'm doing at 10 Ooh. so it's going to be one of the latest interviews i've ever done but it's actually with a former late night talk show host really so it's actually fitting hmm and then let's see the I believe it's July 18th I'll be speaking at another podcasting uh panel here in town. Oh that's And then cool. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly what the theme of it's going to be. I don't know if it's just going to be generic podcasting or if it's going to have a more specific niche to it. Yeah. But um I'll be doing that. It'll be part of a lunch and learn thing kind of like I did a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. And um as far as stuff for you specifically um, tonight, so we for the Parker Syndrome we have an exclusive um, cast and crew page where I'll post like all our behind the scenes stuff before I actually put it out to the public. I- I'm going to be asking about potential dates for the first showing of the film. Oh, okay. I'll be so, there whatever time. <laughs> I'm free. Sounds good. But no, other than that, um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Um, I do have something cool coming up this weekend. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this and you're near the Biloxi area, if you're within you know a couple hours driving distance, this Saturday at the Wayward Kraken Bar in Biloxi, which is our local nerd bar, we're doing the roast of Harry Potter, and I got asked to play Voldemort. So. Me and Wally oh, have been awesome. writing jokes about um, roasting Harry Potter and different Harry Potter characters, and they're going to put me in makeup and a cloak, and it's going to be it's it's going to be so fun. Um, we sat around last night after uh, the open mic comedy night, and um, they kept the bar open late for us, and we just sat around writing jokes together, and it's going to be funny, man. So if you want to go. Like I said, it's at the Wayward Kraken, which is on Howard Avenue in Biloxi. Um, it's Saturday night, and I'm not sure what time it starts, but tickets are um, pre. If you pre-purchase tickets, it's 15 or it's 20 at the door. 
this Saturday night. So just go on Facebook and look up the Wayward Kraken Bar in Biloxi, Mississippi, and find out what time. Come on down. It's going to be a great night, and uh, especially if you love Harry Potter, I have some very naughty jokes I'm going to be saying on stage as Voldemort. Oh, that's fantastic. I wish I could make it out to that. I know. I sent you the invite today to it, but um, I wasn't sure if you would be able to come come to it. I know you're really busy with the, the Wahoos and everything, so if you can make it, please do. If not, um, I'm going to try to get somebody to uh, to tape it, and I'll, I'll let you see some of the highlights. Oh, that'd be great. That's exciting. I know. I'm really nervous about it. I hope my jokes are funny, but yeah, the, the, some of the ones me and Wally came up with last night were had the, the table rolling, so I think we're going to do pretty good. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. No, that, that should be a blast. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. But I think that's about it for this week. I don't really have anything else to pimp other than that. No, I think that's it for me. If you would like to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And go throw us a buck or two a month over at Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And if we get back up to that $50 level, we'll do those commentary tracks and roundtables as extra shows every month. So you'll get the regular four episodes and you'll get that extra one. If you get it, just get us back to that $50 level. And also, if you can't do that, then just leave us a review wherever you listen to the show. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Stay hydrated, kids. Yes. Master Blaster runs by the town.